Sports fans, and welcome back. Episode two of the I Want to Talk Sports podcast. It's your boy, Iowa Zach. I'm joined here, as always, by uh, two of the coolest motherfuckers in Iowa, Iowa Ryan and Jason Hosking. Boys, it's uh, it's been a few weeks since we recorded. I think uh, the high from the first episode was, uh, was pretty intense. We were all excited. Uh, so it's been a while, but we're back. Episode two. How you guys doing? What have you been up to? Um, you know, just kind of getting excited to do this podcast got a new mic because i had a lot of criticism about you couldn't hear me before so <laughs> hey motherfuckers hopefully you can hear me <laughs> yeah man you sound you sound awesome you sound yeah much way better. to go right oh yeah and he's got a new name too he's loving it now nah, new mic new name same bloke so uh hey i'm doing all right too boys just uh scratching the same sort of surfaces you touched on looking forward to this one had a good couple of weeks break and uh, we did a couple of good things with the the I Want to uh, Talk. We had a bit of an opening day party. That was good. Shout out to Rye there for hosting that. And um, ready to go for this one, lads. Yeah, I was going to touch on that too. The three of us got to get together um, uh, with, a, with a fourth member of the Iowa team and, and party pretty hard on opening day. I think uh, I speak for myself. I got pretty fucked up. I don't know about you guys, but oh, absolutely. we didn't get the socks when we wanted, but we had a hell of a time, man. Ate some good food and made some traditional Chicago dogs and hung out. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, it was all, good. All I'll say about that is you guys didn't have to walk out to the garage the next morning and clean it all up. <laughs> clean you it definitely up. Had a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan commented that his uh, garage floor looked like it was moving with all the ants from the spilled beer and food from the night before, so Definitely the remnants of a of a fucking good party. The answer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times. Um, uh, uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, the ants and the, you know what? I, I I took a couple of weeks ago pick up me uh, cooler, and Ryan did say there was a couple of beers left in there. I go, okay, fair enough. And uh, I go to pick it up, and the be- the two beers are still in there. Like you, you could have put them in the you didn't put them in the fridge. I mean, you open it up, put them in the fridge, ain't leave them there for two and a half weeks. Uh, <laughs> But nah, he also said his cooler was still full of ice, uh, water from the ice. So uh, nah, good shit. Awesome. Yep, yep. It was a good time. Well, um, so boys, let's jump into some topics. We've had a lot of a uh, lot of really big news, a lot of a lot of good news around a lot of different topics since we last recorded. Um, so uh, with that, let's jump right in. Starting with college football. So in the in the past week, uh, the Big Ten released its schedule. Um, as expected, it's a 10 game conference only schedule, two bye weeks for each team. Uh, I, I guess the point of that is to allow for some flexibility. If there's any delayed or canceled games, those could be made up during, during those two buys as well. So there's some flexibility there. Um, makes me a little nervous, honestly, from, uh, the fact that they're planning for that with, with COVID, but, uh, some other things, uh, they're going to be testing for COVID two times a week, so hopefully they can keep the keep the kids safe and, and continue playing games. 
Um, so yeah, I think we've all three had a chance to to scan the the Big Ten schedule. Any initial thoughts on uh, on the on the matchups, on the overall structure? I still think it's dumb that I was traveling to Columbus and Happy Valley when they can't play the Cyclones. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. That's all you got to mention about the Big Ten. Oh, talking about the Big Ten, but the Hawkeyes itself, and you guys have touched on it too. The last four games from the Hawkeyes. What have they got there? A bit of a Mediocre schedule to start off with. So if they're a decent team, they they should be able to fly through the first six. Maryland, Purdue, right, Minnesota, then... Nebraska, Northwest, and Illinois. I mean, they shouldn't have too much dramas. And uh, then get into the money ball, Penn, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State. And you being Hawkeye fan, Zach, what do you, what do you think of them last four games? Do you think, I mean, you've got to play two at home. So, I mean... Michigan State and Wisconsin are at home. So what, what do you think? They can split them or get all four? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, this season is so tough. It's so up in the air with the quarterback uh, situation at Iowa. Um, you know, Nate Stanley out, leaning on Petrus, who's, uh, who's played about as many games as I have. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's tough. So, yeah, I would say, you know, the, the hope is you, you run the table through the, through that first section and then you, you know, you take three of three of four or two of two of that last stretch and hopefully position yourself for a, uh, for a shot at the, at the big 10 title. But I could definitely see one little hiccup in the first four games and that's yeah, uh, sure. ne- the Nebraska game. Yeah, I'm sure but, you do. No, I mean, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota's, uh, Minnesota's something, someone to look at for some oh, reason, Iowa always struggles with Northwestern. You know, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, there's, there's always struggles there. So yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could be tough. I mean, Building into that, I, I, I did some research on strength of schedules uh, throughout the Big Ten. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, at first glance, um, you know, you look at that last four games with Iowa, and, and it's tough. But Iowa's actually ninth. Um, so the ninth most difficult strength of schedule. Um, number one is Maryland. Maryland's got a tough fucking schedule. Uh, opposing records in 2019, 84 and 46, a 65% win team. So is that because Maryland, is that Maryland really aren't that good to begin yeah, with? Though? Yeah, it could be. I just uh, they're in for they're for, they're in for a tough a tough year. Um, you know, Illinois is number two at uh, 60% opposition win percentage in 2019. So Illinois is in for a tough road as well. Um, shit, you've got Wisconsin has the easiest schedule in the Big Ten right now at uh 48.8 percent opposition win percentage in 2019 so uh that that that's that's tough for the rest of the league those last four games where the boys become men right there good call yep you know you know being being out in iowa if you know the hawkeyes end up going on four in those games they're still at their what eight and four record and kurt ferentz has another job (laughs) (laughs) Or has job security for? I was going to say another job or just just another year. Job job security for another year. You know, eight and four Iowa season. You know, rah rah rah, fire Ferentz, and then eight and four, and we're all happy again. Yeah, yeah. For they hate him and that winner. Yeah, it's Twitter goes. Kurt Ferentz is is, uh, from the sidelines, and it's a run, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Hawkeye fans are crazy. Throw it, throw it, throw it. They throw it in the interception, then they get, run the ball, run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, make up your mind. Do we like this fucking guy or not? 
because I'm getting confused sitting back here with me big red fucking hat on. Well, this is going to be uh, fuck. I I say this every year. This is going to be the 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 telling year for Ference. He's got the best wide receiver core he's ever had in 21 years. Um, Ooh. but you have this wild court. You have this wild card of the quarterback, right? I don't know what Petrus is going to do. Nobody does. So. I don't know. We'll see. That that's a that's a discussion for another time. The whole Ference, uh, the Ference position and job security. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, with that, I mean, you you alluded to it, but the other big thing that came out this week uh, was the the Amway coaches poll, the preseason top twenty-five. Um, Go clones. Big uh, big big <laughs> statement for the state of Iowa. Just uh, just overall. So uh, in the top twenty-five, we have both both Iowa universities at Hawkeyes at uh, number 23 and Cyclones at 25. Um, last year was the same deal. Hawkeyes came in at, uh, at, at 19 and uh, Cyclones were at uh, 24. Um, so that's two years in a row, two years in a row. The States represented on both sides before last year. That had never happened. Fun fact. So uh, just the overall good place for the state of Iowa, both teams being ranked in the preseason top 25. Of course that's preseason. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, other than that, I mean, the the, the coaches' poll is, is pretty straightforward. I mean, you've got five SEC teams. Um, of course, your Alabama, Georgia, LSUs. Clemson came in at number one. Uh, so the ACC has four teams. Um, interesting, though, that four teams does include Notre Dame. Notre Dame is playing in the ACC this year. Uh, Ryan's already stated that uh, he thinks that doesn't count. I kind of indifferent but no they they need to they need to join a conference they're they're technically in the acc for basketball they want to remain an independent for football but the acc just welcomed them with open arms this year and then in hockey they're a big 10 team like pick a conference man like quit jumping around playing favorites just <laughs> you know everybody's a notre dame fan so <laughs> Yeah, go Notre Dame. Rah, rah, rah. I hate them. You hate them? Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, it's good to say, like, oh, I was State being 25th, right? I'm just trying to look through. So they've Oklahoma State, in the, they play them, and they're ranked 16th. How many other? Oh, Texas are 14th. So, I mean, even for that. Uh, yeah, it's so 12. it's a big, in the 12, big twelve. Having a few, yeah, like you said, yeah, like you said, they've got a couple. Texas there, isn't they? Texas isn't isn't back though. Sam Ellinger is the most hyped up quarterback to fail since like Colt McCoy. Like he, he's not doing anything after being Colt McCoy, Texas. the another great Browns pick. Hacking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Believe Land. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so Oklahoma in the Big 12, State, you've got Oklahoma at 6. Uh, you've got Texas at 14, Oklahoma State at 16, uh, and Ohio State or and Iowa State at, at uh, 25. Yeah, so that's not a bad represent, eh? I mean, so, so with that, uh, and, and the last thing I'll say on that, and we, we hammered this point home in our first podcast, but just with the Hawks and the Clones both being ranked uh, – I'm sorry, Jason, but it makes the Cyhawk game or the lack of Cyhawk game even even more of a shot to the nuts. Um, man, you know, and w- we had this last year. You pointed this out earlier when we were prepping uh, leading into the Cyhawk game. Both teams were ranked in the preseason. One fell out, so it wasn't as much. But 
this was another year we had the opportunity to play interstate rivalry as, as top 25 teams. That, that as good quality play. teams. It, yeah, it, it yeah, sucks. I'll get you. It sucks. But, um, so with that, I mean, uh, the, the Hawkeyes this week released their, basically their restart plan. Um, and this was, this was very interesting for me. So Gary Barda, the, the AD at, at Iowa sent out a letter uh, to everyone, uh, basically outlining the plan uh, if, if we have a season. Uh, so I'm going to hit, hit a couple of these things uh, here. So first of all, no season tickets, all individually sold tickets priced uh, at a later date. So that'll be interesting. If I was a season hit ticket holder for Iowa, I would, uh, I'd be pretty pissed. Um, well, that just means you and I aren't getting in. Well, that, that's the other thing is, is, is what is, what's the cost of those tickets going to be in our, or are they going to be available? Are they going to be affordable? I think the answer to that's probably no. So. That sucks, I think, for us. Well, they, how many are they throwing out there? Oh, we, we read ten to 15,000? Yep, well, yep. So that was my next per, point. Per game? In, oh, sorry. In a 69,000-capacity in a, in a stadium, they're going to allow somewhere between ten and 15,000 fans. Um, so that's roughly you know, somewhere from 14 to 22% of capacity. Um, all seating is going to be socially distanced, uh, so six feet in between people. Um, I read you can book groups in two to four people, um, but you have to be six feet apart within your groups and then six feet apart from the next group. So I, I, I don't know how that's going to look or how that, how they're going to manage that. Sounds like a nightmare. Need to put some cardboard cutouts in between <laughs> yeah. fans. So yeah, right. three, right. three blokes the size of Ryan, it fucking lengthways. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I got a comment about separating people in uh, Kinnick Stadium, but it's not appropriate for this podcast. Thing. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be for anywhere then. <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, still, uh, how's the uh, tailgate? You still allowed a tailgate, Zach? Yep, yeah? yep. So parking lots are going to be uh, at 50% capacity. Tailgate's going to be permitted. I read up four game or four hours pregame. That's going to be another interesting thing. And, and is that yeah. going to be like mandated that you got to stay six foot apart from your mate that you're having right. a beer with and cooking food with, like shit like that? Right. I don't know how they're going to manage that. Nah, they're not I'm going sure to have people walk, walk around the fucking car parks and shit, making sure you're Again, standing away from I have another other. comment that is not appropriate for this podcast to keep people away from each yeah, other. Go fuck yourself. But yeah, uh, the so joke's I don't gone know. over my head. Even It's probably not that fucking funny anyway, so fuck off. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're going to block off half of the parking, it sounds like. Uh, I don't know. You're probably going to have coppers walking around trying to manage that. I, fuck, I don't know. I don't uh, think it, yeah. Face coverings, 100%. So all, all fans, all attendees are going to be required to, to wear face covering. I, you know, that seems... That seems obvious to me. Uh, no yeah, yeah, there, that but. was that was obviously going to happen. Yeah, Johnson County. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know a lot of stuff there. I guess you know the biggest the biggest question I have for you guys is if that happens, if if we have a season, we'll get to that. Um, would you feel comfortable going to these games with all this stuff in place, with the current state of the the country, with all that stuff? Uh, oh, I'll jump in straight away and say, yeah, fucking I. I mean, I don't go to many games anyway, but if I had tickets, I'd go straight away. I'd go tailgate. I'd catch that Hawkeye Express train straight up there, and and enjoy it. Yeah, I've got to wear a mask. Everyone else is wearing a mask. So yeah, I, absolutely, I would. Huh? The train. The train running this year. Okay, then I'll walk. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll take a photo of the trader. No, um, no, I'd go, mate. I don't reckon I'd have any issue with it. Uh, I, I've been to work for the last... I, I haven't stopped working. I haven't... You know, the missus hasn't stopped working at the U of I. Uh, I haven't stopped going to uh, high V when I need food, alcohol and shit. So, to me, going to a game, oh, absolutely, I'd be straight there to be a relief. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think I'd go as well. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite as confident as what you just sounded, but I. I think I'd try it. Um, uh, I think the masks would make me feel a little better. The social social distance. Uh, I, I think I'd try it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it's going to be. There. I think it's going to be a logistical nightmare trying to get people to stay in their seats at six feet apart uh, in that in that stadium. And how do you manage tailgating? Yeah, out? but ten ten thousand people in a sixty five. 69 capacity then you know it depends on how many hot dog vendors they got open too like you know you go get you want to get half time you want to go get a feed and a coke something slip your um little heat flask into that you hid in your pocket when you walked in <laughs> so it all depends on how many people are um they're waiting in line i suppose the ones that queuing up you know if in a packed house it takes all of half time just to get yourself a hot dog so maybe now if they had the same amount of places open, but if they've only got one place open or say they're going to have more than one, but yeah, you know I'm saying like they only had three open because there's not as many people in the stands, then you've got to walk and you stand in a queue with 20 people anyway. So what would be the point of that? Maybe they won't sell food at all. Maybe they'll, ca- maybe they'll even cancel that. Have you heard about the concessions? Maybe they won't even have them. No, as you said um, that it, it occurred to me, there's absolutely nothing in the letter uh, from Gary Barta about concessions, about vendors, anything like that. That is a, that's a that's a very good point. Well, yeah, because if they if they've got the same amount of vendors, they won't be like they're not going to sit there and boil thirty thousand bloody hot dogs, are they? Right, right. Gary Barta didn't tell you guys that because he's a terrible AD and keeps secrets. Um, Jamie Pollard, on the other hand, is all about thirty thousand people coming to Ames, and guess what? I'm going to be one of those 30,000 people, no matter what. If they tell me that they're playing home games tomorrow, I, I'm going. That's it. I'll, I'll, have, I'll wear a mask. I'll do whatever I have to do. If it's, you know, eat before you come to the game, I'll do that. So if it's be it. BYOB, yeah. bring a cooler inside with you, even better. Oh, man. Yeah, man session. Yeah, that'll never happen. Oh, back. That's old. Oh, that's old school cricket shit. That is, yeah. Take your own yeah, fucking cooler. Yeah, the MCG. <laughs> there's there's yeah. multiple Big Twelve schools that allow alcohol in the stadium, and at and at Jack Trice, you can leave at halftime or leave whenever and get re-entered, so you can drink all day. I like that. Yeah, I hate these uh, no re-entry. Can't, you can't do that. Rules. You can't do that in Iowa City. Once you leave, you're out. Jack yeah, Trice, nah, and then some prick and, sells you their fucking ticket, reckon they haven't been in yet. You try to get back in, and you can't. You're pissed off. And you can't find the geezer that fucking sold you the ticket. That happened to me one day. Fucking little cunt. <laughs> fucking little like cunt sold me a fucking on. ticket. Cunt. <laughs> fuck. His missus was throwing up. Oh, fucking pissed me off. <laughs> he, he might have been listening to this podcast. If it was you, then go fuck yourself. Give me me fucking 20 bucks back. All right. Well, with that said, so Ryan opened the door for the clones. And we there was a, some news this week around ISU as well. Um ISU and, and, and UNLV, um, they pushed out the game this year uh, that was supposed to happen at Jack Trice, pushed that out all the way to 2030. So at some point when we're, uh, when we're a little bit older, we'll see that game. 
they did make a point to say, though, that the 2021 matchup uh, scheduled in, in Vegas, uh, which is uh, supposed to happen at the, the new L.A. Raiders stadium, so a professional stadium, that's, that's pretty dope if you ask me. That, that matchup's still on for next year. Um, so, yeah, I guess any thoughts there or otherwise, how, how fucking psyched are you to, to have a matchup in Vegas in a pro stadium in 2021? Well, I mean, first off, this I, I'm pretty sure this series was scheduled in 2008. So now to, now to advance UNLV coming back to Ames another nine years is kind of wild. But I guarantee you with flights, at least out of Cedar Rapids, I'm not sure what they're out of Des Moines, being only $50, they leave that every Friday out of Cedar Rapids, return Monday. Right. There's going to be a lot of Cyclone fans oh, out in Vegas, man. Because in the, especially in the new NFL stadium, right, you got a brand new stadium that's full seat in NFL capacity. UNLV does not have a following. You're going to be able to get a ticket for 15 bucks to go to that game right. and then go hang out the rest of the weekend on the Vegas Strip. I'm there. Dude, oh, I run, just, over, I, run over by Cyclones. Yeah, that'd be bloody fantastic. A Cyclone in Vegas. <laughs> I just picture the fucking the, – the ISU fan base just 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 taking over the Vegas Strip. The maroon uh, and yellow. Just, fucking loving it. Drinking well, them out of guys, bush light like they did in Memphis. I mean, that's Have you guys awesome. ever been – That would be it. Drinking them out of bush light. Good call, Zach. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Have you ever been to Kansas City for like the Big 12 basketball tournament? No, I haven't. It's a bucket right, list. Well, that's, that's, that's Hilton South. Okay, so everybody from Iowa travels to that tournament because we travel so well. It's a great time, and the clones are always relevant in that tournament. Going to Vegas, it's going to be the same fucking thing. Every, a $50 ticket minus a three-hour drive from Des Moines. Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take that 50 hour, or $50 plane flight straight to Vegas and have a great time. How many Iowa State fans get arrested on the Strip? <laughs> during that trip though <laughs> hey. it's gonna be wild poo, poo, the limit does not exist i reckon uh ryan had um no i reckon you, you'd keep yourself all right you'd handle yourself right i was gonna say maybe you'd win money and share everyone beers that's what you do so yeah you're a good bloke yeah well if you ask anyone else they'd probably call you a liar because you've never tailgated with me. I was going to say that you'd, you'd be walking along the strip and, and you'd, go, you'd call one of those strippers and go, hey, give me a bit of action. It turns out to be a dude. Well, it's not like – well, like the thing is, though, like what love the it. difference is, it's not like I have to be – like I won't be seeing Hawkeye fans there, so it's not like I'm going to get drunk leaving the game saying like, hey, fuck the Hawks. Anything like because like UNLV fans are non-existent. <laughs> like so, I I, I really no don't no know exactly. What, oh, unless you're running to like some Iowa people that are just partying down there and they're trying to take well, a piece. Then, then I have an army. Then, then you'll be I smashing have an army to handle that. <laughs> no, nah, that'd be a good sign. Nah, bloody yeah. ice. Yeah. So I mean, all this all this stuff's fun and 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 awesome to talk about and and project forward. But there's still this over overbearing you know, possibility of no college season, at least this year. Uh, so interesting uh, article this week uh, from CBS Sports, I believe, the, the one that I saw. Multiple Power Five uh, ADs, athletic directors, unnamed due to the sensitivity, but multiple ADs have come out and said that they're they're essentially guaranteeing no no college football season. So 
all this stuff's fun uh, to speculate and, and talk about, but I still think at this point, there's still a pretty big question about whether we even have a season. So you look at what's happened already. The Mac this week was the first, um, uh, you know, F- FBS division to cancel. Uh, the, the Missouri Valley Conference, so University of Northern Iowa, my alma mater, postponed their um, their season to the spring, and they've already had three three players who are on the verge of, of being drafted in the NFL enter the transfer portal. So there's it's all going to hell there. Um, there's some some list of demands that the Pac-12 that the Pac-12 put out. Uh, so there's all these questions. I don't know. What do you guys think with all this on the on the horizon? Well, I think they should have made up their mind already. Like they bring out a schedule, they bring out a bunch of schedules, right? So if they've done that, they've got to be willing to play. It, it's it amazes me that they just haven't either cancelled it straight away because then schedules come out, and then some other fucking conference says we're not playing. Well, I reckon the ones that have made out their schedule already, that they've got to be ready to go, right? Right. You know, have they spoke to the players, see what they think? You know, if it's a health issue, then I'm not. I don't. Definitely don't want them to cancel it, right? But we should have known by now. We, we It's not going to get any better. Like, in a month or two, it, I can't imagine shit getting any better. Like, from now, what are they... So, if, they got, if they've written schedules and everyone's ready to go play, to me, I reckon you've got to fucking play. Like, maybe... I, I like the ones that have already pulled out and said, okay, we're not going to play. Because at least they've made their mind up. But these big 10s, 12s, and whoever else that say, all right, nah... We're still going to put out a schedule and we're going to follow it. Well, to me, you got to care for you got to fucking follow it. Like this is, there's other sports around the fucking world and in America, don't get me wrong, um, that, are, that are playing through all this shit. So there's no reason they can't fucking play. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the big, the big 10 schedule that we talked about earlier. September 5th is week one. That, that's September 5th, a few weeks away. Less than a month. Yeah, like exactly. So they weren't going to play to tell us now because fucking nothing's going to change in three weeks, boys. Yeah, fucking hell. Right. And then you have you have a lot of people in America, like myself included, that you know, look forward to waking up on a Saturday morning and oh. turning, on college, turning on college game day at 7 a.m. And, you know, just knowing that it's fall weather outside, you know, um, you have your early Big Ten games. You have your your primetime games at night. You have your whole schedule set. Have you, your Saturday's fucking playing, and you love right. it. Right, and, and <laughs> to know it's like a roller coaster ride, like, oh, we're going to have this week. Oh, maybe not. We're going to have this week. Oh, maybe not. Like, yeah. I'm just I'm – not, I'm not feeling that it's going to happen, to be honest. Like, I would love to, for it to happen. Like, there's nothing more than I, that I love than – going down to Ames on a Saturday morning in the fall. It's Yeah, but yeah, but what Ryan, if they're going to if they're going to fucking cancel it, fucking cancel it. Your Iowa no, State's I'm, first I'm, game, what about something September 3rd? Or didn't I'm, you just I'm, say I'm, something? I'm right there with you. We well, we had Ball State scheduled to be the first the that was the on the 12th. Oh, I'm looking at right. South I, I, I'm looking at the schedule. Iowa State's got South Dakota at home. That must be September 2nd or 3rd. Right? That was the fifth. That was the fifth. But Sorry, like, fifth. Okay, yeah, all right. But Ball State was supposed to be the team, like, because the Big Twelve went to one non-conference game, and then there there are nine conference games. When Ball State just opted out with the MAC, like, we have to find another opponent now. Like, the South Dakota gonna... might not even be an option. There's there's rumors that Iowa State had another FBS school to play on the twelfth, but. 
I'm pretty sure the season's starting on the 12th for the Big 12, and we don't know who we're playing. So I, I, yeah, I, really I just don't think know. this is I, a whole other beast. Be- I mean, you, you talk about baseball, you talk about NBA, NFL. That's all a two-way street where you have players getting paid and owners getting paid. This is a whole other issue where all the money is only on one side completely. Uh, and so that's why it's just – that's why I think they're going to string this out to the last minute. Uh, I think the players – The players no, are going to sit there and go, give us some money. And they fucking rightfully show. Uh, that's uh, a should. whole other beast, yeah. Absolutely. That's, I don't uh, know. That's, La- that's a can of whoop-ass that the fucking – the players should fucking open. That's what should happen. Yeah, if you want us to fucking play through this pandemic bullshit, then give me half of Kurt Ferentz's fucking salary because fucking hell, he doesn't deserve that much. Fuck, mate. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> we got plenty of fucking side discussions, have we? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I just reckon that uh, the players, because they'll definitely lean on it's the players taking the risk. So Absolutely. why would we risk it if we're not going to get paid? Blah, blah, blah. What? Agreed. I don't, I don't, I don't blame them. No, no, right. I mean, you, you just asked the question before. Would we be willing to go fucking watch the game? And and it's a touchy subject. Some might say no, but these players are the ones that are out there playing. So we at least get an option of, hey, would you feel comfortable going to watch it sitting in the stand six feet away from someone? And these players have got to tackle some dude, you know, go and take a drink of water out of the same bloody tap that the others do. Right. Travel around the country. I know it's they've, they've cut down on some travel, but, yeah, it's it's strange. It's It's definitely strange. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, first episode, I, I made a comment. I, I, I didn't see any way that they weren't going to play college football. I mean, these power five schools, it's what they live off, but I don't know. After seeing this, I, I'm, I'm starting to get a little nervous. I, I hope it works out. I hope they find a path to play and keep everyone safe, but I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody knows well, at this point. So. Like even, even if they don't have fans, like just let me watch on Saturday. That's it. I don't need fans. Yeah, I don't need no. to go to the game. I would love to go to the games, but just let me watch on Saturday. Just kind of like baseball. Like, I was kind of hoping we could go to a, a baseball game, but let me watch at least. It's been helping. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I, touching I on that, that, that's what gives the players, especially college players, leverage to sort of say, hey, we're the ones in danger. No one else is. Everyone else just wants to watch us play. Like, here's Ryan in, in Cedar Rapids wants to watch us. What's it worth to you? All right. So, with that, let's, uh, let's, let's transition over into baseball. Um, at, uh, leading into today, we're roughly a quarter of the way into the season with many teams, most teams being 15 to 16 games in. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to kind of run down the uh, kind of the list of division leaders and, and where everybody stands. So starting in the AL, uh, in the East, you've got the Yankees atop the East at 10 and 5. In the AL Central, Minnesota leads with a 10 to 5 record. In the AL West, you've got Oakland uh, on top at 11 and 4. Transitioning to the NL, you've got Miami leading the East at 7 and 2. Chicago Cubs atop the Central at 10 and 3. And Colorado Rockies leading the West at 11 and 3. With that, I thought we'd focus a little bit on some on some central division storylines being being Midwest focused. Um, so I, I kind of made some notes here on some teams that I wanted to hit, starting with the starting with the Twins. Uh, the highlight or the the storyline I put for the for the Twins was uh, home run or bust. 
if you look at the stats for the Twins, they have 25 home runs so far. That's that's good for third in Major League Baseball and 75 RBIs. That's second best in Major League Baseball. Um, however, when you look at the you know the pure hitting stats, they're 312 OBP, 417 slugging, um, and uh, 729 uh, OPS is not in the top third. So for these guys, it's really it's really home run or bust. Um, but also with the RBIs, it's just getting guys on base and getting them in runners in scoring position. They're, they're excelling. Timely um, hitting. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep. So these guys just know how to get guys on base and get them in, um, or hit a bomb. I don't know. Any other, any other thoughts on the twins? Yeah, no, like their bullpen, um, spit on fire. I read a stat that their, um, average against them is 197 and in high pressure situations with guys on base hitters are three and 26 against them. Jeez. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty big to pitch in that situation, knowing that you have like a guy, Nelson Cruz coming up the next inning that can hit a bond to extend your lead or get you the lead. Like they're, they're pitching with confidence out of that bullpen. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Timely hitting's it. I mean, 25 home runs is a lot, but you look at some other teams around and, the, you know, what did I look at before? The Tigers got 21, Cubs 19, the Reds have got 22. Uh, it's just like there's, there's some home runs being hit, but it's just when they hit them. Right. And, and the fact that uh, the Twins, see, I mean, their first series against the White Sox, they just owned the White Sox, but it, it doesn't come to any surprise to me really because they won 102 games last year. So it's not like we should be surprised that they're winning or, or they're good or you know, they're just a good a good run organisation. They always have been. And, you know, sometimes they have down years, sometimes better years. And now they, they were stacked last year, 102, 103 games, and, and not much has changed. So let's just, the Central's got to chase them. You know, yeah, so I, don't, I think everyone knew that they were the team to, to chase. We just, as White Sox fans, hoping that we were a better team against them. I think we're a better team, but when it comes up, a better team this year compared to last year, don't get me wrong, what I'm saying here, are we better than the Twins? Well, we just played them and got fucking crushed by them and they're just doing their thing and we aren't. So, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just a clutch team all around. I mean, and, and you hit it, everyone's chasing them. And, and probably at this point, the, the number one team chasing them is Cleveland. So let's transition there. Uh, when I look at Cleveland and just the, the highlight or the, the, the storyline for the season, um, I, I classified it as, as the highs and lows. Um, Cleveland clearly has the best pitching in baseball. I think we all knew that. Uh, a 1.99 ERA for their entire staff. Just, just Jeez. unreal. 168 strikeouts already so far and a whip of, uh, of 8.86. So crazy. But uh, what's, what's mind blowing for me is, is the contrast between their pitching and hitting. When you look at that, they are dead last in major league baseball and batting average on base and slugging. And so for these guys, I mean, it's just really, it's really, uh, it's really the highs and lows, the best pitching in baseball, the West, the, the worst, batting in baseball i don't know if that's sustainable it doesn't it doesn't feel sustainable um they got to figure something out there the offense woke up the other day against our bullpen uh, our our triple a freaking batting practice fastballs and and true the, even the other day or yesterday sorry when i say the other day it was yesterday saturday's game they they had one good inning and that was it 
I mean, you, you cancel that inning out. The White Sox don't look as bad, and the Indians don't look as good. Yep. Um, I mean, you'd kill to have a you'd kill to have a Plezak or a Bieber on our squad, or anyone would. Um, well, well, I'm, I'm I I had to cut you off there. Thanks. So there's um, there's four starters in the Indians rotation that are top 35 in the league in ERA. The fifth starter, this is breaking news, Zach Plesak. He was sent home today after violating team rules for leaving the hotel in Chicago. No shit. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If he he likes the nightclubs in Chicago, then let's fucking do a deal (laughs) find that motherfucker. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to drop this guy, this on you guys, but it, like this just came across my Twitter. Like, yeah, as no, we're doing breaking this. news. Oh, this mate, is, he he just wanted to hang out news. at Buddy Streeter's or, or Pippin's Pub. He's or maybe Bridgeport area <laughs> down at Shinnicks. He, he just wanted a few he, beers. He, he was at Cork and Carry, just Cork and Carry or something. <laughs> oh, say, so, oh, massive news, massive news. So, uh, wow, I, I was actually going to touch on him and go, well, he he was picked up in the twelfth round. And I looked this up yesterday, 362nd overall pick. And what are these scouts getting paid for? This bike's pretty good. Anyway, they, might, they might have got teached along the way. But I'll tell you what, yeah. it would have been nice to take him instead of say, oh, well, in that year, 2016, obviously every team passed on him a million times. But we, uh, the White Sox, Zach Collins, Zach Birdie and Alec Hansen, bah, I guess Zach Birdie's winning yesterday, struck out a couple of blokes. So, I mean, time will tell. But I tell you what, mate, police act looks pretty good, didn't he? If he gets designated for assignment and the White Sox don't fucking sign him, then we have some big, big issues. If you can't beat him, have him join you. Mate, obviously he loves Buddy Guy's legends. He just couldn't stay away from the fucking South Loop. He wanted to have fun. Well, he got, he, got, he got his uncle Dan act with some ties, so maybe, maybe his uncle was showing him. Where to go? Telling him where to go. Yeah, where's the good places? Yeah, he, he was a, a cubby, wasn't he? Was he? But even still, hey boys, this is hypothetical as fuck, right? But I want to chuck it out there. We we look at. I just say a major trade went down, and you go, all right, Eloy Jimenez and Tim Anderson for Francisco Lindor and Shane Bieber. And I know it's hard because at the end of the year, you've got to pay these blokes anyway, or especially Lindor. But is that out of the box? Would you would you do it as much? Uh, Eloy and Tim Anderson, two of our favourites. No chance. You don't do it? Oh, Again, and, and you, you, it's, it's stupid because you've got to pay Lindor at the end of this year. And people, I don't even know. Well, no, you're doing, it, you're doing it as you got to look at the White Sox history, right? You know, the White Sox had David Wells. They had James Shields. Like, the Chicago White Sox for, like, trades on pitchers is where they come to die. Like, Bartolo Colon came to the White Sox and sucked and then was an all-star the next year. And yeah, for somewhere else. 15 years after that, like, whoever knows, like, yeah, like, I'm not trading for a primetime starting so, pitcher. It's just not happening. So you've got Eloy getting tangled up in the net. Either that, I mean, you know, either that'll make him a DH. I love Eloy, don't get me wrong. But Tim Anderson, people, a lot of folks don't like his defense. A uh, few errors. So if you get Lindor out of the deal, but hypothetically, it was always hypothetical to pay Lindor. 
free agent. So, but I'd love to see Lindor at the fucking shortstop for the White Sox. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, who wouldn't? But let's talk about let's, Nicholas uh, Castellanos for a second. Like, free agent. No one wanted him. The Cubs didn't pick him up. The White Sox are looking for a right fielder. And we let it... Oh, no one picks him up except for the Reds. And now he's mashing just like he did last year. Just like he did the year before. How come no one wanted this guy? I I, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, he I don't either. Is, like, <laughs> he, I mean, he's he passed the eye test is, last year at the Cubs, didn't he? And then... No one wanted everybody him. Knew, everybody knew about him, but then he goes to Cincinnati, and yeah, he's he's on fire. That's yeah, let's transition a little bit over to the NL here. A couple couple uh, storylines over there, uh, starting with the Cubs. Um, I I guess looking at at their season so far, the the headline I pulled was heavy lead, sure, but is it sustainable? So. I've been uh, I've been looking at this stat from Baseball Reference. I, I think it's kind of cool. It's, it's called SRS. It's just a simple ranking system or rating system. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's just a, a team's run differential and then considers their strength of schedule. Uh, because as we know, the 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 wins and losses doesn't tell the whole story. Um, so as I said, the Cubs are are clearly above or atop the Central. I think uh, they've got a two and a half game lead as of as of today. But if you look, their strength of schedule is very poor so far. So they have a run differential of, of a half a run per game. Their strength of schedule is, is 0.8 in the minus. Uh, so their overall simple rating system from baseball reference is minus 0.2, by far the lowest of all the divisional leaders across baseball. So I guess with that, my takeaway with the Cubs is is they look good right now, and when you look at the rankings, but uh, I don't know how long it's going to last as we start playing some of these uh, more difficult teams. I guess we're going to have to wait and see how good the Cubs really are. Well, I think with Baez and Happ and Rizzo hitting bombs, they they're doing it. They're pretty good. Yeah, uh, but um, Hendricks pitching, he's he's a gun. You got Lester, of course. So uh, you know the Cubs are good. the. Cubs are pretty full. They've got a, not, not a bad little line up there. And, and they're winning. I mean, don't get me wrong. But what worries me the most about all this, and I'm not even sure how many times the Cardinals were meant to play the Cubs at the moment, yeah. the fact that the Cardinals, and they're supposed to be playing them today, schedule-wise, but like a quality team. And the Brewers have just... Um, the Brewers just haven't done as much as I thought they would have this year. I mean, you know, the Brewers have only got 10 home runs. As of start of play today, I guess I'm not sure what they. Christian Yelich has three of them. Who's batting like one forty? A, a buck. Yeah, yeah. So the Brewers. So they at the moment there hasn't been too much troubles for the Cubs, and then they play the Royals last week, a few days ago. I think it might have been Thursday or Friday, and they just got absolutely fucking licked. Did you see that after four innings, like nine nothing, and then end up losing twelve something? Right. Uh, I, I pay attention to the scores because I've got a parlay on. So I'm sitting there watching the Cubbies, the Cubbies score, and I go, oh, Kansas City Royals. They're up 12 nothing against the fucking Cubs. And, and I'm like, fuck, well, my bet's fucked. But, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, nobody have... knows what the Central is right now. Right, yeah, it's just weird. Pittsburgh, like, Pittsburgh haven't won many games, boys. But when I've also looked at the Pittsburgh, they're, they're almost like they're in almost every game. Like you know, they're they're well, five four, Detroit, or they're leading Detroit's in the eight. The same way, right. Detroit as well. Yeah, so like, it's with, it, they as, just haven't as, got that one extra arm to keep them in the game or to hold, to win the game. But 
fuck it, I like the look of Pittsburgh on paper. I mean, sorry, on when I'm looking at the scores, but their schedule doesn't show they're any good. But holy fuck, as as, as like far as the Cubs go, staying on that topic though, like we just talked earlier about the pitching staffs of the Twins and the Indians, like they still have to face those teams, like right, like they could they like it's not like they're going to be facing the Pirates and the rest of the year or the the Tigers pitching staff, like. They have to go through some dudes. As I'm watching the White Sox play the Indians, and Bieber is <laughs> Bieber just went one, two, three with two Ks against uh, Larry Yoan, and then made Yaz look real dumb. So, Shane, Be- Shane Bieber and Lindor. Yeah, bring this him is to the, you know this... bring him to the south side. <laughs> to, to just kind of close, that's my whole point. Uh, I, I guess we don't know. I don't know if we know enough about the NL Central and the Cubs right now. I, we'll see how it plays out. But I, to me, the bigger story in the NL Central right now is is the Cardinals. And my headline for that debacle is is simple. What the fuck is going on with the Cardinals? Um, the Cardinals have played five. That, that's five games right now as of today. Um it's just a disaster over there, how they're managing this situation, the players following the protocols, apparently. Uh, what the fuck is going on with the Cardinals and how, how does this play out for the Central and for the playoffs and, and all that? They've got so many leaders in that Cardinal. Cardinals are run so well, like the Twins. And Molina, Goldsmith, Wainwright, Carpenter, uh, uh, Miller. Like we're, I don't know who, who got COVID and what happened. But someone said that they went out and partied or went to nightclubs and shit. Casinos, what I heard. Casinos, right? Like, you can't stay at the casino for a night. And, like, the leadership in the St. Louis Cardinals, like, it might have been a bunch of the young blokes, veterans, who knows? I don't know. But, like, someone's got to stand up and go, hey, mate, we've got 60 games to fucking play. Just stay in your hotel. Have a few fucking beers if you want after the game. But you can't go out. Well, I don't understand how fucking hard it is. And Melina gets it and he says, oh, I did everything right. But at the same time, well, yeah, you might have, but you also didn't tell so-and-so not to go to the casino because right. he went out and copped it somewhere and, and, he, and you yeah, threw the same ball or licked the same ball and now you've got it and everyone else has fucking got it. But yeah, so that's also, a bit of a disaster. They're also adults, man. Like, you gotta But you've got lead, you need leadership, right? Adults. Oh, well, hey, some of them are fucking be, aren't. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm sorry. I don't control that. I can't. I can't control what you say on this podcast as, as just as much as I can't control what Zach says on this podcast. Like, Yadier Molina can only do so much. He can do the right thing to set the precedent. If some. 20-year-old fuck wants to go out to the clubs and party and do all that while, while in Kansas City or whatever. No, you tell that 20-year-old fuck, you're staying in my room, you party animal, you fucking big dick motherfucker want to go roots. That's not, that's not how the bubble works, though, man. Of course like, it is. You guys are all by yourself. You, you know, share rooms, and you can't say, hey, you guys stay in tonight because we've got a game tomorrow. Remember the old movie, um, what's that fucking movie called? Cool Runnings. He made sure everyone was fucking staying at home and doing the right thing. Right. It's a, you can't it's let a you can't let time. these folks go out, even if you have got a bit of hard love, mate. Ma- magic like tutoring these guys, boys. 
We're in a good thing. We can win the Central. We can go on to win a fucking World Series. Don't go out. It's not worth it. You're not allowed to go out. <laughs> but these blokes do anyway. And there's like six or seven fucking leaders in that team that could have fucking controlled the whole team. So that was the most surprising thing about the Cardinals is I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would expect it from say the um, Marlins or, or um, I'm just trying to pull a fucking team out of my ass here to fucking to make a point. But um, the Cardinals, yeah, a team that's run so well throughout the years and all of a sudden they're the ones with it and they've played five games all year. And good yeah. God. It's fucked up. And I don't know how, the, the biggest question is what it means for the rest of the, the season and the playoffs. I mean, you get to a point where, uh, you know, the Cardinals are already have, have more games than days left. And yeah, we know there's, there's the option to do you know, seven inning double headers now, but it's going to get to the point where that's not, that's not manageable if it's, if it's not already there. So what does major league baseball do? Do they set a game limit and then base it on winning percentage? Is that fair for the rest of the NL central? I, I would think not if I was a Cubs fan and I'm going into the playoffs and the Cardinals have played eight less games than me and it's based off their percentage. I, yeah, Cause I, be, I can't I'd get this shit together. Pissed. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I'd be pissed. And this, the whole thing for me is, is what is this season what does a championship this season even mean? Is there an asterisk? Blah blah blah. Uh, I think that would be that would be a significant asterisk. All right. So with all that said about the Cardinals, I mean that that feeds well into something uh, near and dear to uh, to all our hearts in Iowa. So with all this Cardinals chaos, it uh, it was announced last week that the Field of Dreams game has been officially canceled. I think we saw or kind of felt this on the horizon for a while, but. It became official this week. Um, I, just some comments from me. I, I sort of feel a bit whiny about this, but I, I'm so frustrated and so just angry at this whole situation. Uh, this was finally a chance for, for my home state, you know, our state of Iowa to finally get on the map and, and have some notoriety, and, and, and it's gone. And uh, there was so much buildup, so much excitement us being, you know, based here, the Iowana guys, we, we were going to, we were going to really play on this and, and try to go and try to try to make this a, a big, uh, a big thing. So I don't know, you guys have any, any feelings other than, than mine just being pissed off? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first on that. Um, when this game got announced, I think it was probably two years ago now, I got text. I got emails from people out in Iowa, um, out in Chicago saying, Hey, the White Sox are coming into uh, Iowa. So I, I like, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of years. Like when they announced it, like, or, Hey, I'm going to be at this game. And just the cancellation of it, like it's, it, it's heartbreaking. Um, and I like, yeah, I just, I just don't know how else to feel about it. It's, it's just kind of a letdown. Like I was ready to go. With, with the Iowa Sox page, I was ready to go and let people from Iowa come all hang out. And this this was our game. Yeah, have your little have our little jamboree. No, I agree, Ryan. Um, yeah, when we first heard about it, I, got, I, I was the same way. I was like six or seven people within about a minute and a half before I'd even seen it myself on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And um, ever since then, I'd be like, oh, yeah, what's going to happen? Beauty, this is awesome. And... Um, 
I suppose what really bothers me about it the most is the cancellation is because if they knew the field wasn't ready, that's one thing. If they've, they've come out and said it's not COVID related with, within the Cardinals. Um, okay. If that's true, but um, remember, we, obviously we all know it was meant to be the Yankees. And then they said they ch- turned around and changed and said it was going to be the Cardinals. So then we go, okay, well, it's still on at least. I think it would have just been better if they had just said, hey, listen, listen, guys, the fucking Iowa game, Field of Dreams game is not going to happen this year. Got too much on. Because I, I don't really understand why it's not. Like, if, if they're saying it's not COVID-related, maybe it's something to do with the um, Iowa non-mask mandatory wearing thing or people coming from Illinois to Iowa, if it's a political thing or if they didn't have the, um, uh, the stadium ready. But it's not going to happen. It's a bit of a spew. We all wish it would have happened and uh, a little bit pissed off, but can't do much. Maybe it'll be better off waiting a year and getting the, the stadium ready, having it really awesome and playing the Yankees again next year, perhaps. I'm not, I don't know. You know, just it would have been good for it to go ahead and go this year, but it's not. So I'm not going to you know, lose sleep yeah. over it. It would have been nice. And you know, like uh, Ryan said, it would have been good to have a bit of a Iowa Sox yeah, a bit of a party. It put us on the map a little bit more if we're out there. And But, uh, yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, not much more to say about that. It sucks. Hopefully they hopefully they reevaluate it in 2021 and we can get something. Maybe it's the Yankees. Maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe it's the Reds, whatever. Well, it'll be a bean well, field next year, so how's that going to look? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Well, well, just to touch on He's hit it into the beans the and you can see it because the bean's about three inches away. <laughs> It's it's not knee high by the Fourth of July. <laughs> no, it means fucking beans. nothing. But, uh, no, all um, right. But no, I also read stuff on Twitter that um, they're tearing it down and the field wasn't ready. So like that's kind of disappointing as well. I thought they could have went into like the Iowa State uh, baseball championships with that stadium. Hopefully they can, but I don't know. What what do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I I if that's the case, the state of Iowa is is. Basically shitting a shitting down a huge opportunity. You could use yeah, that field for so much other yeah. stuff, right? The state baseball tournament. You could you could use it for so much other, you know, other content, other marketing stuff. So if if that's the case, then then somebody's fucking up. And if it's actually well, if if it's actually a case of the field wasn't ready, then then that's a whole other issue. And and I think though the field was right. maybe the um you know all the other little bits and pieces that you know. Maybe they didn't have enough cell phone coverage for, well, there wasn't going to be any fans there anyway, but can you imagine if like nothing worked around the area? Imagine, I, I always wondered how 8,000 people in the middle of Dyersville were going to get their uh, MLB ticket thing on their phone to work anyway. Like, that, that, that's another good point. Um, yeah, but, like, but you go to Chicago you know, and, and you sit there and kid. you're searching for signal and imagine being in Dyersville and you can't get on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway. as a high school kid in iowa like I, I didn't grow up here but like knowing the history of the field of dreams like if you were able to hit a bomb in your state championship into a cornfield i think that would make even oh you'd trot difference. you'd trot wouldn't you yeah you wouldn't be in any hurry getting around the bases which yeah. <laughs> make the most of that no it, it and like and just like the darkness outside just with like the lights around the field like Seven o'clock game, state championship, biggest class. Like, that's what I want to play in. 
Not, yeah. I don't want to play in kick the shit minor out of, league field. Kick the shit out of an ivy wall, wouldn't it? That'd be bloody awesome. All right, let's. Uh, I, I wanted to touch a little bit on NHL. Now, for the listeners, I, I, I am the first to admit I am not a huge NHL fan. I, I've been trying to get into it more. Uh, but my, my two co-hosts here are, are big NHL fans, so I'd be remiss if we didn't touch a little bit on the all the action that's been going on, specifically around the Blackhawks and uh, some of the other Midwest teams. Uh, so I just kind of want to throw it to you guys. What are your thoughts on on uh, the NHL uh, kind of restart deal here? It seems like it's been awesome so far. I love the fact that it's back, for one. Um, to be honest, I didn't think the Hawks were going to be able to do the Oilers in and they did, and it was fun to watch. Um, Minnesota Wild, I mean, if we're talking you know, Midwest teams, Minnesota Wild dropped out, not, no big deal, but I do like them in the respect that uh, Des Moines has got the Iowa Wild AAA team, if you want to call it that, um, for Minnesota. So, I mean, they're a good team, but they lost. St. Louis is still hanging around. You know, they're a good squad as well, but... Um, I know me and Ryan, we, we sat back and watched the uh, the Black Horse game on Friday night um, after I picked up my food after work. So, yeah, we had, we had a good time watching that game and um, move on to whoever we've got to play next. I'd have to um, double or triple check who the next round matchup is with the Blackhawks, but they're looking good. Amazing. I mean, that, that, core, that core of the boys is still there and, and let's hope we go all the way, right? No, I'm there with you. Um... The Hawks play Vegas in their next round. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Sweet. The, the way I look at it is the Hawks, if the season went through, the Hawks weren't going to make the playoffs. Like, it was it was a long Oh, no, nah, that would not. Nah, that would go this, the, this bubble, This bubble just helped a lot. And to go into the Rogers Center, home of the Oilers, and celebrate in the away – or the host team's locker room to say, hey, we're moving on to play uh, – Vegas Knights, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. The Oilers are going, sitting there going, we were one of the, the better teams this year. We haven't made shit for a while. We had a, uh, Connor McDavid and all their boys. Um, but they, they couldn't stay in the penalty box. So in, in one way, the, the Oilers bargained it up for themselves. No discipline at all. Uh, the Hawks, I wouldn't even say took advantage of it. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they beat them in a best of five and um, pack your bags and Go home, even though it's not that far away, because you're already in Edmonton. <laughs> uh, no, well, like another another thing I kind of noticed while watching like the Hawks and stuff is when the home team's the home team, they make it like a home atmosphere with like Jim Cornelison, like doing the anthem, you know, like the songs that are being played at faceoffs. Like, Mate, the NHL like, are doing they, a great they, job. Absolutely. The NHL is doing a really good job. I just, I just think it's hilarious though that the Oilers had to go into like, like you know, in a way, locker room is never good, and they were in their own stadium and had to like be pissed off in in a way locker room. Like they couldn't even be pissed off in their own locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the way locker room. Probably don't even have an ice bath. Probably got cold water. (laughs) (laughs) Suck shit, boys. That's how you treat the opposition. (laughs) Oh yeah. as as the as the non hockey guy here, I I will say I watched the 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 clinching game, and I felt I've watched some you know a lot of hockey in the past, but but haven't followed it too closely. But this to me of all the major sport restarts felt like the closest to the real thing. 
Like yeah, good, good, the, cool. the yeah, intensity yeah. that you saw. I mean, it felt like Stanley Cup games that I've watched in the past. Straight out of the it was intense. playoffs. It yeah, cool. man, Robbins and stuff. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's, so so I think they're doing good things. And what I read is NHL's had uh, zero. Am I, am I correct saying zero positive cases so far? It's almost I mean, that. Those yeah. guys are managing this thing fucking phenomenous. Uh, well, the hey, bubbles I'm, I'm, in I'm, certain cities. You know what else? Oh, sorry to cut you off there, Ryan. Uh, I love love how some of the boys just drop the drop the mitts and they have a little bit of a skirmish. Middle, you know, like it's like no no fans are there to like cheer you on or get the team pumped up, but these they're doing it for the TV and they're throwing some cut lunches and and bruising some other boys. I reckon it's great to see. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to lead you guys into your next topic here. There's one thing I'm going to say about the Chicago Blackhawks. Don't bet against Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Like, it's been proven. Just don't bet against them. Patrick Kane is one of the best hockey players in the world. Don't bet against them. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah, actually, I can only, the only time I've bet Blackhawks is weird. And so far this year, actually, yeah, come good. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I, I look forward to to continuing to watch more hockey moving forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to become a more knowledgeable hockey fan. So with that, Jason, let's let's transition uh, in, into our betting segment for this week. Um, I'll start. I'm gonna kind of go through where I've been lately, um, and then maybe some upcoming things. Then I'll, I'll kick it back to you. Awesome. Um, my last month man ha- has been rough, man. I. Uh, uh, I've been hitting the NBA pretty, pretty hard. And I was doing, I, I, I was doing okay at the start. I kind of trailed off, but that's your first problem. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I'm like 14 and 21 over the last month. So I really got to get some, get my shit together and get it picked up. Uh, one takeaway over, over the past month, I will say I'm fucking done betting on baseball. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> win a baseball bet to save my life. It doesn't matter over under spread money line, nothing. I lose, I lose all baseball bets. So I'm done with that. Um, I have been nine and nine since the NBA restart on, on the games. And I, I've been trying to put out some stuff on the, on the, on our, uh, I want uh, talk sports page on Twitter. I've been putting out some daily bets. So uh, to all listeners go out and follow, follow that and let me know what you think. Hopefully I can win you some money. And if I don't, oh, I'm, I'm not responsible for your, for your losses, but um, <laughs> some, some fun stuff I, I've tried to do. Uh, I've tried to play some, uh, some, um, some methods here. Uh, I tried to play the wind last week. I, I, I read up on a, on a guy who plays, plays the wind when it comes to baseball over and unders. Um, so I, I tried that. I'd never done it. I went out and got weather reports for all the, all the games that day and whether the hey, wind. Zach, was... I gotta, I gotta cut Go you ahead. off right now. Yeah. The, tw- the Royals just swept the twins. So your weather thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, but but this was kind of a fun little thing I did. Whether the wind was playing in and out and the strength, I I played over and unders based on that. That wasn't so hot, so I might not do that again. But so I've had a rough stretch, but hey, I'm I'm going to turn this shit around. So I've got a few upcoming games for uh, tomorrow that I'd like to throw out. I did uh, I, I did some heavy research for this stuff. So I'm looking tomorrow at the at the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Uh, this is all going to be NBA again, by the way. Um, I'm going to hit the under on that game. Uh, and here's why. So, so when you look at both of those teams and whether they're underdogs or favorites, the under hits 55% on, on both of those situations. So Lakers are favorites. Denver uh, is an underdog there. So 
uh, well over 55% of unders hitting on that. Just, just make sure you tweet it out. So freezing cold takes can blow you up. If it fails. <laughs> Fucking right. Uh, tomorrow I'm also taking, uh, uh, Phoenix minus three against OKC. Fun stat Phoenix since the, since the, uh, the restart, um, is five and zero against the spread. So I'm going to jump on that train and ride it. They're going to keep, going to keep, uh, keep winning against the spread. Uh, Utah is in a pick em tomorrow versus Dallas. Uh, not a lot to play for there. It's kind of up in the air. Uh, I just like Utah a little bit better in that one. Not a whole lot of analysis there, but so those are my three picks for, for tomorrow. One thing I want to throw out for everybody to keep in mind, do not forget the Kentucky Derby is less than a month out. So I'm, nice. I'm getting fucking pumped for the, for the, the second leg of the triple crown here. Uh, a fucking couple big tulips. horses. Couple, yeah. the, Dude, I'm, I'm going to make some, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know, I kind of like my, my, my craft cocktails and, and my, my fancy cocktails. I'm going to try to make some, uh, some some authentic mint juleps this year. I've never done it, so I'm, I'm kind are of. You in, you, are you? David, around here, can you buy the bottle of the mint tulip? Because when I was in yeah. Kentucky last year, I I didn't know what it was. And they poured me a glass, threw a mint leaf in there, and I tell you what, it was like say it's like sipping on straight bourbon the whole time. Like Jesus. Yeah. Well, no, I want to know. Hey Zach, are you inviting us up for, <laughs> for the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby? That's not a bad I'll, idea, I'll, Ryan. Yeah, I'll wear a hat. I'll I'll get a hat. I'll I'll get dressed to the nines. I mean, we could we could go all out. That's awesome. So yeah, a um, couple things there, Jason. They do make. There's a several different mint julep pre-made bottles. Like, I just went to the uh, Mississippi River Distilling Company last week on vacation. They actually have a, a mint julep bourbon, which is is fucking good, but. I, I want to try to make an authentic, you know, fresh-made mint julep with fresh mint leaf. So. I'm going to try that. And then I like the idea, Ryan, let's have an Iowana Kentucky Derby party. I'll look into that. Uh, but a couple horses there. One you've heard of, many people have heard of tis the law, which is, uh, is the heavy favorite. He's a four to five horse right now. Um, I've already won money on that horse this year. So I'll definitely be playing him as the favorite. Um, another horse you heard me talk about last was uh, Dr. Post. I was looking at futures oh, today. Yeah. That horse is 39 to one today. Uh, he's won me money twice, once at uh, Saratoga and once at, uh, at Belmont. So I'm, I'm going to jump on that horse again as well. So uh, hopefully hopefully make some third, some third time to charm. Yeah. Go big or go home. So that's kind of where I'm at betting-wise. It's been a rough stretch, boys, but uh, I'm looking to turn it around and, and uh, you know, make up my losses. What do you, uh, what do you got, Jason? <laughs> make up your loss. Always a good idea. Oh. I'll tell you what, one of the, I'll start it off with a booming classic thing. Me and my brother and me uh, best mate back home, we, we down there on Friday night. Well, Friday night for me, Saturday morning for the boys. And uh, we we're betting on the Aussie horses, right? So, you know, 30 buck bet at a time. So I forwarded some money on PayPal. Anyway, the very we, first couple of races, no good, no good. Me mate goes, all right. I found one ahead of its time in doing paying 23 to one. I'm going to put 30 bucks on it. My brother's sitting there going, nah, don't be fucking stupid. Don't be fucking stupid. Anyway, we're sitting there watching this race and the fucker wins, right? So they were up 730 Jesus or something. So all of a sudden I'm paying, playing with house money. It's like 200 something in their little kitty. So <laughs> that's a good way to start. Fucking right. Me, dude. me personally before that, I said to you a couple of weeks ago when I put um, 
dropped down to CVS Pharmacy on the way to Ryan's that one day for opening day. I put in a hundred bucks and basically played with that hundred back and forth for two weeks. So whether or not be some Aussie rules football or the White Sox, I put 25 bucks on the White Sox one day and uh, no runs in the first innings, shit like that. Just like nibbling around Brentford against Fulham in the, uh, in the English league champion, English football league championship to, uh, Qualifying uh, to qualifying to go into the Premier League, I put money on Brentford to win, and it was nothing, nothing after the ninety. So even if I put money on Fulham, it wouldn't have paid nothing. But Fulham ended up winning, so I lost money there. Um, Glasgow Rangers Europa League bit with me heart, not me head. That day, I put thirty bucks on. They thought they might be able to, you know, they needed to win by two goals. So here I am thinking they should go out on a, you know a bit of a tear and win, but nothing. Uh, Champions League football, you know, you've got um, the Barcelona game over Napoli. They were tied 1-1, so won a few bucks on that one. Um, and the Champions League's been fun to watch too, and, and that's getting close to um, to finishing, which brings me into my little next bit as far as the bets. Like Barcelona, uh, plus 700, and PSG, plus 500, to win the Champions League final this year. So that... That's one of them two teams. Not a bad bet. I mean, they might not win, but there's value there. So there's me future. For, that's only two weeks away, but that's a future. Uh, Liverpool football to win the next year's English Premier League, plus 140. That's another good future, I reckon. Uh, a little bit more uh, not so far away. St Kilda in the Australian Rules Football Club, Monday, 3.10am. So to, basically tonight, tomorrow morning. They're playing, paying one fifty-five versus Geelong, and that's not a bad bet either. So if anyone's listening to this, if it drops in time, secure over Geelong, get you know buck and a half for your money. Uh, and boys, another one for the NFL next year if they go ahead is the Chiefs are playing plus four hundred for the Super Bowl. I thought that was interesting too. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs? That's some pretty good odds for the Chiefs, right? Plus, plus, plus four plus to 400. win. Four plus four hundred. <laughs> Plus 400, so four to one. I'd take that. Yeah, that's what I, I looked at. I thought, oh, that's not a bad little nibble. I mean, you, put, you can put 50 bucks in there. There's 200 bucks. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad bet. I'm a, you know, you know, being a 49er fan, I still have heartburn. Fuck the Chiefs, but. Oh, yeah, you need but, to take uh, two Zantax. If, I, if I'm taking hey. the, uh, if I'm taking my heart out of it, that's, that's, uh, those are good odds. Do you know, as a 49er fan and a Hawkeye fan, George Kittle was that Neon Dragon in Cedar Rapids last week. Oh, dude, George Kittle's my. I mean, was he really? Yeah, I saw. I saw uh, his Twitter. He blew up. He got like a, a Master Chief logo from Halo tattooed on him, and he did like a whole uh, video about it. I'm not shitting you. If there, if you told me like in the world, one dude today, you have the opportunity to hang out with it, it would be him. That guy is. Is all time, all time. Oh, he's a oh, fucking yeah. OG, mate. So next yeah, time you see him yeah. in Cedar Rapids, you fucking tell me I'm jumping in my car. <laughs> yeah, we try and drive down from Hudson. Yeah, I saw I saw him the day after, but like that, yeah, Neon Dragon's like right down That's the awesome. road. So That's awesome. All yeah, right, Neon, well, Neon Dragon is that a tattoo shop? What's Neon Dragon? That sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tattoo shop, bro. Right? Yeah, oh, you fucking OG for sure. All right. Well, good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys uh, get some value out of those bets. And, uh, you know, again, 
Don't come back to us if you lose money. <laughs> uh, don't sneeze on us. Don't sneeze on us. We'll be right. All right. Well, let's wrap up with a couple of segments here. Uh, kind of a fun deal. We like to wrap up here at Iowana. Just uh, go do a little roundtable recommendations. These are generally non-sports uh, related, just recommendations, things that uh, we want to bring to your attention. Uh, who wants to start, boys? Yeah, I'll, I'll start, boys, because I've been fucking hanging to say this one, actually. And the, the, the person or the thing I'm, I'm going to mention doesn't really need any help, but he also is from Iowa, an Iowa boy. Uh, if you've watched any barbecue pitmasters before, and even better if you haven't, Mo K. Son, the barbecue pitmaster out of uh, Des Moines, Ponderosa Barbecue, he goes by. Anyway, I love buying all these uh, rubs. Uh, beef rub, pork rub, chicken rub. He's got some sauces that we used to know on our pork. Um, he caters. You can you can order order meals from him, and yeah, you, know, you meet him somewhere. He makes he. I've got him on Twitter, and he just whips up a storm. He does barbecue tournaments all around the place. Goes over to Australia, New Zealand, and teaches people how to do proper barbecue. So my uh, legend of the week, if you like, is Mo Kason Ponderosa oh, Barbecue. Yeah, check him out if you have if you don't know him already, mate. He's a bloody champion. So yeah, get on it. I've never heard of that. I'm I'm definitely checking that out. I'm oh nice. Okay, yeah. Rub sauces. Rubs and meats. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hats, t-shirts. Awesome. Hey, that's that sounds awesome, Jason. You gave a shout out to all those rubs. It sounds like you have another rub for him. <laughs> um, I need a rub and tub. You you, you know someone do you? Because <laughs> I'm online. <laughs> I'm mean, just uh, just saying. Um, I'll go next then. I. I posted something on the Iowa Sox page the other day about this, the, the song Higher, Higher Love, originally by Steve Winwood. Yeah. Recently, there's a remix about it with uh, Kygo. Or Kygo, I, I, I don't know Kygo. how to say his yep. name. Yep. Yeah, Kygo. And then Whitney Houston. And they mash it up, and it is a fucking banger. Banger. There is no way in hell the vote. I think the vote finished like 72 to like 30, 31%. I don't, I don't even know what it was like or 69% to um, Steve Winwood. Yeah. Everybody was wrong. No. Uh, shout out to, is it Lauren Wills, right? It was Lauren Wills yeah. that got involved yeah, in that. Uh, so she's L. the Wills. one that kind of initiated all this. Cause, uh, cause Cody yeah. Hoyer was coming into the game and, she was talking about uh, her thinking of higher love when when she sees Coy, Cody Hoyer, and we got into that discussion. No, Jay, uh, Ryan, I'm with you, man. That song is an absolute banger, and I'm sorry, but it's way better than the original version. Right, um, it just gets, and, oh, yeah, it gets the yeah. people going. Fucking awesome! So we've we're, been rocking it like, in my house over and over again. My my six year old daughter, I posted a video on Twitter. She just she goes crazy. She loves what, it. What, um, <laughs> like the movie Blades of Gore, Glory? What does he say? Like. We're gonna skate to one song and one song only. <laughs> one song only. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's what awesome. I'm skating to. You you cut my head off. I fucking swear to God, dude. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm a. I, I think we need to end this week's podcast with that song as the outro. I think. I think we'll get I, that in the editing. Yeah. Let let let, let we'll, people know. We'll do it. Do it, Amy. All uh, right. Okay, Zach, you got something. So yeah. So my recommendation is 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 really random this week, and it's pretty specific to like one spot, but. Um, the, I, I want to bring it up because if it wasn't recommended to me, I would never, ever fucking try this. Uh, during my vacation last week to LeClaire, Iowa, um, 
we, we were looking for some ice cream. Our family was looking for some ice cream. You know, I got a six-year-old and a three-year-old and I was in the local brewery earlier that day and, and we were, I was asking some suggestions. Some guy told me to go to, uh, to a place called Here's the Scoop. Okay. And, and that's not the recommendation. The recommendation was the ice cream he told me to get, which is goat cheese and roasted cherries. Jesus and uh, right your your face and the and your voice right there is exactly what i did it, it sounds <laughs> nasty but so i went there and i'm like all right i'm looking at all the flavors and i'm like fuck it you know i'm only here once so i tried this goat cheese and roasted cherry ice cream and it was life-changing it was so fucking good it tasted like the, the consistency of it was uh real real super creamy and uh i mean it had like a cream cheese flavor to it. The cherries were awesome. So I don't know if it's just that. Here's the scoop in LeClaire, Iowa. If you're ever there, go get that. Otherwise, if you ever see any goat cheese ice cream, that's my recommendation. It, it is way better than it sounds. Fucking goat cheese ice cream. I might even write it down. I'm not <laughs> I like I'd forget the name of that. But um, No, man. It caught LeClaire. me off that, that brewery you went to was bloody oh, awesome, man. by the way. But Just overall, just a secondary <laughs> recommendation. Just everybody go to LeClaire, Iowa and go to the brewery and go to our page and check out my brewery review of green tree brewery. It was, it was awesome. So, Hey guys, as, as you just mentioned, your uh, that and Ryan, I think you may be watching it, but I know the socks are on. So maybe not the PGA has a winner by the way. And it's an American guy. And to be honest, I don't even know his name and that's pretty piss poor, but have you got the golf on Ryan? Uh, no. I'm, are you I'm looking at it on your phone at all? No, I'm buffering on the White Sox game right now. But Murray Cower, minus 13, 13 under. Uh, no one else is near him and everyone else is finished. So he looks to be the winner of the PGA San Francisco. Good on the boy. Atta boy. Yeah, Murray Cower, man. He's been he's been tearing it up this year. It's, uh, All right. Yeah, you're familiar. Good job, Zach. Him cool. Thanks, for, thanks yeah. for bouncing back and helping me out there, mate. Yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully next, next time we get on this, we get a Zach Johnson win. But right. Oh man, I want to see Jack uh, Zach Johnson back. Unfortunately, he didn't even make the cut this week. But uh, our local Iowa boy, he needs to he needs to get back in the fold. I love Zach Johnson. Zach, I've got one more thing written down quickly, and I thought you would have brought it up before. Maybe you dropped him on. Uh, Luke Gaza returning to Iowa. Have yeah, you... fuck yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm I know excited. you tweeted it. It was out there on Twitter, but I thought we better we better throw it out there. And Luke Gaza returned to Iowa. Had a boy. Yeah, Luca, I think, in my humble opinion, which as I wrote in my blog, who am I to tell this kid what to do? Nobody. Uh, but I think he made the right decision. I, I hope I hope for his sake that there's a season. I hope it works out for him. But I, I think he made the right decision. And, and I'm excited as a Hawk fan. Let's do it. Let's yeah, you should, you should be, mate. You should be. This Attaboy. team's going to be cool. stacked, man, this Iowa team. So you just stay quiet over there, Ryan. Ah, uh, no, you love him. He will love watching it. <laughs> No, I won't. All right, so, all right, boys. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We're running out of time here. Um, just a, a quick uh, roundtable, final thoughts. Any uh, any thank yous or shout outs we have this week? I want to start. Uh, I want to start by uh, thanking uh, Andy Cusack. Uh, oh yes, very good. Yep. This guy. This is a, a. He's become a friend of ours, really, on Twitter, um, and he's now done a logo for us as you guys have seen if you follow us on uh, at i want to talk that that awesome logo you see andy made that for us and we we cannot thank him enough you're talking about three guys with the 
artistic ability of a of a worm so we threw out some kindergarten type drawings of some ideas <laughs> we had and, and this guy turned it into one of the sickest fucking logos I could, i've seen so thanks to andy cusack for that yeah beautiful um, andy thanks mike yep. yeah so everybody uh everybody go find him on twitter give him a follow it's at a m cusack so that's at a m c u s a k thanks andy no, i'm, I'm going to jump in on that too and um thanks andy andy's also the guy that made the iowa socks logos as well so i mean he's been a big part of this podcast and helping us all grow um but after that i, I gotta give a shout out to matt from waukee uh, i put a contest out on the iowa socks page trying to guess where i live matt won and i owe him a koozie and you know just just the shout out on the podcast. Yeah. Well done, man. Yeah, a boy, Matt. Good job, Ryan. Uh, well, I'll finish it off with a little cheerio or a shout out or a g'day or whatever you want to call it to our man right there, Iowa Ryan. I mentioned it before uh, for hosting our opening day party. Plenty of food, plenty of beers, all, all the good stuff. So, Iowa Rye, you are the man for me this week, mate. Well, uh, that was it. Was a wonderful day. You know, every, everything went smooth. You had the TV brewing. You had beers brewing. You had food brewing. That was a good yeah. job, mate. So I uh, oh. appreciate you. And it's good for you to Zach to come down from Hudson and meet us all there. And that nah, was a beautiful day. It was awesome. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I, that brings us to the end. Um, this has been awesome. To all the listeners, thank you. Thank you so much for those of you that gave us feedback and 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 props. It just 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 reached out to us after episode one and thank you even more for those of you that came back for episode two and, uh, and we'll continue to come back in the future. So if you don't already, please go out, follow us at I want talk on Twitter. Um, other than that, that's it for this week, boys. Hey Zach, right, take care. Q higher love. A brand